Hello, love, and welcome to Pretty Is As Pretty Does podcast, and I'm your host, Sammy Snow. I am a weight loss influencer, entrepreneur, registered nurse, recovered binge eater, and aspiring mindset coach. To be pretty means to be proud of the way that you're showing up for yourself each and every day. Because when you do the things that you promised yourself you would do, you learn to build self-trust and incredible self-confidence. Truth is, I wasn't always so pretty to myself. I had to learn how to shift my mindset, heal my relationship with food, and create habits that are sustainable to me and my lifestyle. My 40-pound weight loss is a byproduct of setting higher standards for the way that I show up in my life each and every day. And now that I feel so incredible in my body, I am obsessed with helping women feel the same. Each week, I will bring you an episode that will inspire you to keep the promises you make yourself and how to jump right back in when you don't. Are you ready to learn how to treat yourself pretty? Well then, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome to the first ever episode of Pretty Is As Pretty Does. Thank you so much for being with me today. I will talk about my long history of emotional eating that escalated to binge eating. And it wasn't until I started to shift my mindset that I was able to heal my relationship with food. On today's episode, I will share with you some things that helped me when I started my journey that you can start practicing today. Some things I would say to myself was I am an emotional eater. I said that to myself most of my life. I would remember not wanting to eat any more but still finishing the box of cereal anyway. I reflect on memories that I had around emotional and binge eating in my childhood that continued throughout my adult life. I would stay at my friend Amanda's house, and when everyone went to sleep, I would raid her parents' pantry because they always had it stocked with what I thought were the best snacks. They had Hostess, they had Twinkies, they had zebra cakes and honey buns and the oatmeal, cream pies, and you name it, they had it. And my friend Amanda never had an issue with her weight. She didn't have an issue with her body image, at least not that I could remember. So why is it that she had a pantry full of these treats and she could control herself, and I would come over for one night, and it was like all hell broke loose, and I would eat most of the treats in there and try to leave enough evidence that, you know, no one would try to suspect anything. But I remember hiding the wrappers at the bottom of the trash so that they didn't see that I had eight in one sitting. Literally eight. Before I knew it, my emotional eating escalated to binge eating. My emotional eating looked like, oh, let's celebrate. We had a great day at work. We were able to save that patient's life. I worked night shift at the time and we would always go to the bars after work. We'd work 12 hour shifts and then go (laughs) to the bars. Yes, they would be open. Of course, yes, let's go celebrate. We had a great patient outcome today. Or we worked incredibly hard to save that guy's life and it still wasn't enough. I think I need to overeat to cope. Any excuse that I could find 
to be an emotional eater, whether it be to celebrate or to cope, I would justify being an emotional eater because, well, that's what I told myself all my life. I am an emotional eater. I will emotionally eat to celebrate. I will emotionally eat to cope. I continue to reinforce that I am an emotional eater. And about two years ago, I experienced a lot of major transitions in my life. And at that point, I had not healed my relationship with food. And when I was going through these major transitions, what do you think I did? Well, I continued to abuse food. That's how I had only learned how to cope. I was feeling so out of control. I had started binge eating and it was never enough. I would be eating until I had food stuffed up to the top of my throat and I would still take another bite. I felt out of control. Like I really felt like I could no longer say no. And because I was an emotional eater, I would say that I'm eating these foods to quote unquote comfort myself. But what I was really saying was I deserve to feel like shit. Because what? how else do you explain binging until you feel immense shame, guilt, and regret. I start thinking, what the hell is wrong with me? Why can I not lose weight? My only coping mechanism was emotional eating. I reached my peak in binge eating in July of 2022. It was during a family vacation that I realized how out of control my binge eating had become. I was weighing my heaviest. I wanted to cover myself up. I did not want to participate in the activities. And it was just tough to get out of my own head because I had so much anxiety about eating on vacation. I was the heaviest weight. I felt hopeless and desperate for change. I wanted to release the power that food had over my thoughts and behaviors. And that was the time that I decided I was going to start showing up for myself. And that's when I offered myself a lot of self-awareness. And self-awareness is not easy when you carry a lot of shame, guilt, regret for the way that you've been treating yourself. And I had to really become aware of how I was speaking to myself. Because what I kept saying to myself, of course, is that I'm an emotional eater. I had to be aware of my habits and patterns and how those habits and patterns make me feel. Something that helped me become more aware of my habits and patterns is journaling. And then I was able to reflect on how those habits and patterns made me feel in my everyday life. Each time I identified as an emotional eater, I was only reinforcing that, yes, I am an emotional eater. I give myself permission to feel like shit. By binge eating, I was no longer keeping the promises that I had made to myself. I learned that the way that you speak to yourself is so powerful. I challenge you to take a look at your thoughts and how they impact the way that you speak to yourself. And I encourage you to correct these thoughts in moving forward. I had to go from saying I'm an emotional eater to saying I am a recovered emotional and binge eater. I created a mantra in my life and that mantra sounded like this. I am an intuitive eater. I respect my body. I deserve to feel good inside my body. And at first that might feel like bullshit. At least it did for me. But I continued to practice saying it anyway. And the more that I said it, the more that I believed it. 
a little bit more at a time each time I practice saying it. So I would repeat this to myself often when it's time to make a decision regarding food. And that's a habit I started last year in July of 2022. It was December, so six months into my wellness journey last year. And my mom paid me the very best compliment. I was home for Christmas and I remember for the first time in my life, my mom giving me a compliment around my eating habits. This had never happened. What I did hear before was, Sam, another plate? You're going back for seconds? Haven't you had enough? You're still hungry? What I'm about to share with you is the most memorable thing that my mom has ever said to me. This is the first time I have seen you exercise portion control in any of your trips home. And you have no idea how validating that was for me in that moment. Still hang on to that to this day because to me, that proves that I have put in so much mindset work that I can go home and no longer use food to cope because I can control my emotions. I don't turn to food to fix my anxiety, my stress. What she saw was that I have finally achieved food freedom. She saw that I have learned balance and moderation in my life. She saw me in control of my emotions and choosing to respect my body. And I want that for you too. I think this is so important. And that was a huge celebration and a win for me in my life and in my journey thus far. So I want to talk about my background in nursing. I work in cardiac critical care, intensive care, and I currently work in a cath lab and I work on patient populations who are having a heart attack, close to having a heart attack, and we go in and we open your vessels back up to restore blood flow to your heart. What I do is really freaking cool. But knowing all this information that I've gathered in my years of experience as a nurse, I know better to live a healthier lifestyle. So if I knew better, why wasn't I showing up better? Wasn't it as simple as eat less and move more? Why is it so hard for me to lose weight? I carried a lot of self-limiting beliefs at that time. And I now realize that all my previous health attempts failed because I never shifted my mindset. I never did the mindset work it requires for sustainable, healthy habits to be adopted. I would eat less and move more until I reached my goal. And then I would revert back to the bad habits that led me to gaining weight in the first place. Not only would I gain the weight back, but then I would gain more weight. And the piece of the puzzle that was missing over time was doing the mindset work. Because if you haven't done the mindset work and you continue to say to yourself that you are never going to lose weight and get healthy, you are reinforcing that belief. You are believing that you are never going to lose weight and get healthy. I know I'm guilty of that. When I change my mindset to I'm an intuitive eater, I respect my body. I listen to my hunger and fullness cues because I want to take the best care of myself. That did feel like bullshit at first, like I mentioned before, but that turned to reality for me. I am an intuitive eater who respects my body. 
I do the things, I move my body because that's what makes me feel good. I respect my hunger and my fullness cues because that's what makes me feel good. And I deserve to feel good in my body. I suffered from this all or nothing thinking and I quit when I wasn't perfect in my journeys before. I'll use the example that I re-recorded the intro to this podcast hundreds of times. I simply was not satisfied with the way that it was turning out, so I re-recorded it and re-recorded it and continued to practice until I decided it was good enough for now. It didn't have to be perfect. I can relate this to my fitness journey because every time that I failed to give myself 100%, I would decide that the rest of the day was not worth giving any more percentage to because I knew it wasn't going to be 100%. So I just said, well, whatever, I'm fine with 5% and 5% will do today until 5% was no longer the standard that I wanted to set for myself. And it wasn't until I decided that I was going to demand more about the way that I was showing up for myself each and every day. But I'd also recognize that 60% effort was a win for the day. There were some days that I could only give myself 60%. So instead of punishing myself for only committing 60% and being disciplined 60% for the day, I commit to a very clean slate the next day. And my goal is to be better than I was the day before. I want to reinforce my habits so that they become so effortless. The habits that I built, because those are the habits that make me feel so good. What I realized is when I started creating these habits, I was creeping the promises to myself and what happened was magical. I was showing up for myself and I was keeping the word that I made to me to trust myself again. Period in time, I couldn't trust myself around food and I started to trust myself again and that was a big deal for me. I want you to notice that I'm not comparing myself here to anyone else. I am only trying to heal my relationship with food and progress my strength in or out of the gym. You might have picked up on some things that you can start doing today. You can do some self-reflection and I definitely encourage you to do journaling. And if you need some journal prompts, please hit me up on Instagram. I'd be happy to give you some journal prompts. But you have to correct the way that you're talking to yourself. Are you kind to yourself the way that you're kind to others? Let me rephrase this. Are you pretty to yourself the way that you are pretty nice and respectful to others? Another thing that you can do is create a mantra so that when you're faced with a choice to make, you're at the table, you're about to order something on the menu, you say to yourself, I eat intuitively. I can enjoy this meal with my family, but I am going to respect my boundaries. And that is going to take some time and practice, but I really encourage you to create a mantra for yourself today so that when you are faced with a decision, you say that mantra that you created to yourself and you are going to feel more empowered to respect your body and eat intuitively. I am so thankful that you are here with me today. I want you to recognize that every effort that you make matters towards becoming a healthier version of you. I really want for you to heal your relationship with food and experience the food freedom that I have been able to experience over the last year. It has been such 
a journey, having lost weight, creating sustainable habits that feel good for me, while learning balance and moderation. Thank you so much for checking out Pretty Is As Pretty Does podcast. I would love to connect with you on Instagram and you can find me at Coach Sammy Snow so that I can keep the inspiration coming your way. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a rating and review. My goal is to create massive impacts to encourage women to discover what it means to be pretty to themselves. I plan to do that through this podcast. And when you leave a rating and review, it allows other people to find me and hear the message that inspires them to change the way that they're showing up in their life. Thank you so much.